0: Hey, welcome back to LOL Storytime, the goofy story podcast for kids. We have to begin this one with a quick shout out to our first reviewers, Josephine and Rose. Loved hearing from both of you and reading your kind words about the podcast. I'll be naming characters after you both in Stories 20 and 21 coming up in a few weeks. Now if, like Josephine and Rose, you wish to choose a name for an upcoming character or have a character named after you in one of our episodes between 22 and 30, just be sure to include your suggestion in either a review of the podcast or an email. Today's story is called The Space Alien Next Door, and while writing this one, I must have changed the main character's name three or four different times before finally settling on one. So again, guys, a little help with the names, please. Let's get into the story. This is the story of Julia Fliffer Fluffer, a girl who lived with her grandparents in a neighborhood loaded with a whole bunch of other grandparents. She, in fact, was the youngest person living there by a long shot. The next oldest person after her had just celebrated his 68th birthday. Happy birthday, Alfred. Now, you might not think that a kid would enjoy living in a neighborhood built for grandparents, but Julia loved it. Then again, Julia also wasn't like other kids, and didn't particularly care for the activities that most other kids enjoyed. Video games? Nope. Julia preferred shuffleboard and lawn bowling. Superhero movies? No chance. Julia was too busy birdwatching. But surely she liked playing tag at the park, right? Think again, why play tag when she could go for a walk holding ski poles instead? But Julia's absolute favorite activity was also the most popular pastime in the neighborhood, lawn care. Now if you thought that growing a lawn full of thick green grass sounded boring, well, you'd be correct. Yet Julia and most of her neighbors loved it. There were no prizes for having the best lawn, no trophies, just the satisfaction of hearing someone say, Wow, that's some really nice grass you've got there. You must really water it. And because Julia enjoyed many of the same activities as her neighbors, they sometimes forgot that she herself was not a grandparent. Oh, and how are the little wee ones doing, Julia? Oh, thanks for asking. They're doing just way. What am I saying? I don't have grandkids. It was nice that Julia got on so well with the grandparents because one time there was this family that moved in down the street and grandparents, they were not. Let's just say it wasn't exactly the best fit. They were a lovely family of robots, but they were always trying to chat about the newest tech gadgets and devices, which no one seemed too interested in. Hello, neighbors. Here's a new machine you should try. It makes your underwear last forever. No holes. Um, could you please just help me set the clock on my stove instead? The robot family eventually moved to a different neighborhood where people spent most of their time on phones and computers. It was robot paradise. But it was this memory of the robot family that had Julia worried when she learned that there were new neighbors moving in next door. Neighbors that were also not grandparents. She knew the other grandparents would be welcoming, but was nervous about the new neighbors and what they might think of their neighborhood. Would they think it was boring or disappointing in some way? Julia was surprised when she met her new neighbors for the first time. They were a family of space aliens from a planet Julia could never properly say the name of. She knew it sounded something like Planet Squirmy Worm, but knew that wasn't quite right. The alien family also had a kid the same age as Julia. Hi, my name's Steve, the alien kid had said while introducing himself to Julia. Wow, I never knew aliens had people names said Julia. "'My parents just told me to go by Steve while we're living here. We don't actually use names where we're from. We don't even use words, for that matter. We just use brain Wi-Fi to send messages between our heads.' "'So cool!' cried Julia. "'That sounds way better than talking. And I don't even mind talking, but some people here on Earth use words all wrong. They use words to tell you to clean up your room or to hurry up for school. Ugh!' I once had another kid use words to call me a duty head. So rude. Steve the alien explained that he and his parents were staying on planet Earth for a little while to learn all about Earth people. Well, I hope you and your parents don't mind that you picked a neighborhood with just me and a ton of grandparents, said Julia. Oh yes, my parents selected this place quite carefully. They were very impressed with the grass in your neighborhood and are hoping to learn how you do it. We also heard you can get some amazing fresh-baked pies around here. Stevie! Can I call you Stevie? Well, Stevie, it sounds like you guys have come to the right place. Now, although Steve the Alien and Julia initially hit it off and seemed like they might become the best of friends, Julia began having a change of heart during Steve the Alien's first day of school. Since Steve the Alien and Julia were the only two kids in the neighborhood, that made them the only two kids at the school. And before the aliens had moved in it had just been Julia, which meant she got a lot of extra attention. But upon Steve's arrival the teachers were beyond excited to finally have one more student to teach. They were also blown away by Steve the Alien's skills. Things that took Julia weeks or even months to learn, Steve the Alien was able to learn them in minutes. Okay, said Julia. I recognize that Stevie just read the entire Harry Potter series in five minutes, but can he count to 1,000? Because I can. Actually, Julia, I learned how to count to one trillion when I was in preschool back on my planet. Well, responded Julia, that sounds like a made-up number if I've ever heard one. Unfortunately for Julia, Steve the Alien's skills didn't end there either. While birdwatching, Julia spotted a downy woodpecker. But then Steve spotted a new species of bird that even the bird scientists hadn't discovered yet. And don't even ask how Steve's first game of lawn bowling went. Wow, Julia, your new friend is the best lawn bowling player I've ever seen. His grandchildren must be so proud. Julia decided to draw the line when it came to her pride and joy, lawn care. Steve the alien had asked for advice on how he could get grass in his yard looking as nice as Julia's. Sorry, Stevie, I can't actually tell you that. It's one of those family secrets that you kind of just have to figure out on your own. Julia felt a little bad for not helping Steve the alien, but it just didn't seem fair that Steve was so much better than her at almost everything. Didn't she at least deserve to be the better grass grower? Well, the next morning, Julia woke up to the most horrific sight outside her window. Her beautiful front lawn was no longer beautiful. There were now brown patches all over. Grandma! Grandpa! My grass! Julia ran outside and dropped to her knees in front of one of the brown patches. The grass was as dead as the bumblebee she accidentally sat on last summer, but not before it managed to pull off one final sting. Sorry, little guy, she had apologized. I suppose my butt kind of deserved that one. Glancing down the street, Julia noticed other neighbors emerging from their homes, inspecting mysterious brown patches on their lawns too. But then she noticed that one lawn didn't have any brown patches at all. It was the house next door, the one belonging to the aliens. Aha! I knew they were up to no good. I mean, I didn't actually know they were up to no good until now, but now I know they're up to no good. Fortunately, Julian knew it wouldn't be wise to rush over there and start blaming Steve without proof that it was him. She would first need to gather some evidence. Julia had learned about this from one of her lawn-bowling friends, who used to be a detective. He had told her of a time when he had almost arrested a man he thought had robbed a candy shop. After a thorough investigation, the evidence proved that the candy had actually gone missing when a gang of toddlers wandered over from a nearby daycare. Apparently, toddlers can be mastermind criminals when candy is involved. Julia met up with her detective friend later that day, who then suggested she try a stakeout. "'What's that?' asked Julia. Basically, you just hide in the bushes and wait for something to happen. That way you can hopefully catch the person in the act. It sometimes takes a while, so make sure you pack some good snacks. But not the kind of snacks skunks like. You don't want to tangle with one of those guys in a bush. Been there before. Julia decided to try her first stakeout that night. After hiding in the bushes for what felt like the entire night, she checked the time on her watch. It's only been ten minutes? How is that even possible? And then only ten minutes later, Julia was sound asleep in the bushes. Not the comfiest place to sleep, but definitely better than napping on a cactus. The sun was already rising when Julia woke up. Oh, pompernickel, I missed it. Or did I? Julia rubbed her sleepy eyes so she could see a little better. And there, hunched over on her front lawn, was Steve the alien. Aha! This time I've caught you red-handed, you grass-killing alien grass-killer. You were so jealous of my perfect grass that you just couldn't resist coming over and destroying it. Steve the alien looked confused. It wasn't me that killed your grass. I just came over because I heard this machine making noise on your lawn and came to see what it was. Julia walked over to where Steve was kneeling and saw a little machine buzzing away, creating yet another brown patch. On top of the machine was a label that said, Property of the Robots. Just then, Papa Robot came rolling down the street. I see you have found Grassmaster 3000. I thought I had finally found a gadget that would excite the people of your neighborhood. It was supposed to make your grass last forever. No weeds. But I see there has been some malfunction. My apologies. Stevie, I am so sorry that I blamed all of this on you. Of course you wouldn't be jealous. You're amazing at everything, said Julia. Not everything, said Steve. I've been trying hard with no luck to figure out how you get your grass so perfect. I mean, not this grass. This stuff looks awful. But the grass you had before. Julia, I never fully explained why my family picked this neighborhood. They were indeed enamored by the grass here, but that's only because our spaceship is powered by grass. And not just any grass. It requires the very best grass. Without Earth's finest grass, like what we've seen in your yard, we won't be able to fly home. Huh? You really thought my grass was that great? That it's actually good enough to power a spaceship to other planets? Oh, for sure, answered Stevie. With grass like this, we could probably make it to three or four other planets before needing to fill up at the grass station. Well then, Stevie, you guys can have all that's left of my grass if it'll help you get home. I'm tempted to switch to fake grass anyways after this whole fiasco. Thanks, Julia. You Earth people are pretty great. You aliens aren't too bad yourselves. Do you think you guys will come back to visit sometime? Asked Julia. Well, Steve started to answer. Probably not. My parents thought Earth was a little on the boring side. But I tell you what, if you guys ever get brain Wi-Fi, then how about we exchange messages? Stevie... I think I'd like that. Perhaps our robots will someday figure out how to hook that up. Messages that last forever. No typos. The end. That's our story. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, be sure to recommend it to a space alien living in your neighborhood. Catch ya on the next one.